episode we will be discussing slaughterhouse five a book centered around billy pilgrim who goes through traumatic events that causes him to time travel through the past present and future even more exciting than that there are recurrent symbols of things like aliens really called trout famadorians in this book that display billy's trauma in an almost comedic way buckle in for an exciting one today there's lots to talk about all right, there's many different themes discussed and shown throughout the novel Slaughterhouse Five that really create an, a unique image of life. And so that's really what we're going to be focusing on in today's episode. Throughout the book, I really noticed the repetitiveness of the phrase no beginning, no middle, and no end. I first noticed it when it was in the conversation with Billy and the Tralfamadorian when they when Billy like it was kind of when he first visited Tralfamador. And the Tralfamadorian was like, there's no beginning, middle, or end to um, anyone's life. And you're kind of just always around no matter what physical state. And I think that since this is an ideal world for Billy, like where he goes to cope, um, he sees this as like a peaceful place where everyone works together. And um, I think that Kurt Vonnegut kind of points this out because he wanted people to have people realize that focusing on no specific part of life is how you can live your happiest life because you're not worried about the future or what's happened in the past. You're kind of just living it day to day. And I think that's what Billy did because he wasn't worried about how he was going to die or what happened before. He just kind of got on with it and did what he needed to do to live. And I think that's what Kurt Vonnegut wanted us to realize. And he just had to like do what he had to do to live and not worry about anything in the past or future. Yeah, I really think that the no beginning, no middle, no end really sums up Vonnegut's image of life pretty perfectly. Um, I think it also has to do like and emphasizes really the coexistence of the past, present and future, like how um, Billy like basically time travels and goes um, switch switches between periods of time throughout the novel. And that's like really his like main coping mechanism, like going to trial Famador um, as like the way that he copes with all his trauma and stuff. And so I think that really puts also like along with the coexistence of the past, present, future that he emphasizes, it also like really points out like the negative consequences of the war and like the fact that like Billy has to like, um, go to the past and the present future, like makes it known that like the war has done a lot to like his mental health and like existence in general. Okay, so another phrase that's constantly repeated throughout the novel is so it goes, and that's basically said after every death throughout the book. And so I think that this really um, shows Vonnegut's image of life because, like, it's you would think after a death you wouldn't say, like, so it goes. Like, obviously death is, like, a huge thing, but he makes it something that's very, like, nonchalant and, like, not a big deal um, specifically. Um, a quote that stands out to me is the 
it says, I simply shrug and say what the child Famidorians say about dead people, which is so it goes. So, like, just the shrugging of the shoulders, like, really makes it um, seem nonchalant and, like, not a huge deal. And I think that really just, like, shows how Kurt Vonnegut thinks that um, death is inevitable and something that's going to happen to everybody. And along with that, like, since it's going to happen to everybody and everybody's going to die in the end, it's something that really should honestly be accepted and, like, understood and I think this really shows throughout the novel because, like, obviously Billy knows how he's going to die, when he's going to die and everything. But he's still, like, when the time comes in the novel, he really isn't, like, he's rather calm about the situation and, like, is accepting of it, which I think is what Vonnegut is trying to show us. I really agree with all that. And since he repeats it so often, it kind of seems like a really normal thing. Like you said, like, he made it seem nonchalant. And I think that this gives the wrong idea, like, for most people, not in the book, that's his, like, image of life, but for most people, like, in their personal lives, death is a really traumatic thing, and it's, like, hard to get through, and Kurt Vonnegut just, like, saying, so it goes after each death seems like he's making death seem normal, even though, like, (coughs) when someone dies, you have to, like, process it, and you have to cope, and... He's just making it seem like it's something you get over really quickly. Like in Dresden and the bombing and everything, you wouldn't get over that really quickly. But he just said, so it goes after the bombing. And that's not how like real feelings and real lives work. Something I noticed about the difference of like Billy living on Earth and Billy when he visited the Tralfamador was how much he appreciated the peace when he was on Tralfamador. He pointed it out a couple of times to the like, the Tralfamadorians he talked to and it seemed like something he was like so in awe of and he really wanted for his world and he just like wanted war to stop and I think that that was like his ideal um life really yeah I agree with that um I think the author Kurt Vonnegut really wanted to create an awful image of life for Billy after the war in order to like convince readers of his belief that war is unnecessary and cruel. So, like, making him have PTSD and, like, making him have to, like, time travel to Tralfamador and, like, the aspects of the aliens and everything, like, were really to the extreme. And I think that, like, extremity really is what, like, helps readers and, like, the audience understand that, like, this is an, this book is an anti-war book, like, through and through and, like, an anti-hero book. And, like, really, he's just trying to point out that, like, war is bad and like it has obviously very detrimental effects specifically on billy and that he like tralfamador was like his peace and like the way that he coped because there was peace there here's a little music break for our time traveling space cadets out there to his time at the Dresden firebombing and the war. Another thing that really stood out to me in the book Slaughterhouse-Five was the necklace featured on Montana's um, neck. Like, it, it actually, like, in the book showed a picture of that um, and highlighted that. 
And the message on it was said, God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, courage to change the things I can, and wisdom always to tell the difference. And I think this relates to Billy's life, obviously, because he can't change the past, present, or the future, or anything that he really went through. Um, but it also has relevance in other characters, like Montana, obviously, because she was the one wearing it. Um, and it really like had to do with her mother and her mother's struggles with alcoholism. And I think it's really just significant in the image of life because it really relates to the idea that free will is an illusion that's only applicable on Earth, which is um, what the Trophamadorians um, really like emphasize throughout the novel. And it also kind of just has to do with the idea of fate and that like life events are predetermined and what happens is meant to happen because obviously it's talking about accepting the things you cannot change and courage to change the things that you can. So just like doing what you can, but knowing that like you can't change everything and like what's happening or what has happened was meant to happen. And just like that whole idea of like free will versus like fate kind of thing. The idea of free will is really important in this book and you hear about it all the time, especially when Billy and Montana are on the trough Amador, like with the necklace, as Haley was saying. And, um, um, and I feel like since Billy keeps bringing up free will throughout all this, all of his travels and journeys, it's something that he really feels like would make an ideal world and something he focuses on. But then when he goes to his real ideal world, like Tralfamador, which is where he pictures the perfect place, pictures as the perfect place, then they don't even know what free will is and they wouldn't know if they they hadn't studied earthlings i think they said and so that kind of shows that free will really isn't possible and life will just happen as it does which is like not what billy wants but it's just the truth all right and that's gonna be about it for today's episode we appreciate you listening and we hope that you learned something new or just enjoyed the ride um, but before we go, we're going to rate the book, Slaughterhouse-Five. I say that I would give it probably about a seven because I feel like the concept of it was really interesting and something new, like involving the aliens with, like, <coughs> war. Like, it was just really interesting. But I also feel like it was a little bit confusing at times, like, especially with the time travel and, like, going from past to present and things like that. But it was pretty good. I would personally also give it a seven out of ten because... Um, there's just like times I'd got get lost or like forget what had already happened or like what was in the future. I just was like a little lost in the timeline. But when I was like understanding what was happening, it was kind of an interesting story. So I would rate it out of uh, I would rate it a seven. Now we are officially out. We hope again that you enjoyed today's episode and that you have been enjoying the podcast in general so far. And yeah, until next time.